Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. When should you mount a deer? This is a question that every deer hunter must grapple with. And there's a lot more to it than meets the eye. A lot of things that you don't even think about until that moment arrives. On this episode, we're going to talk about what you need to know, what you need to consider, and what you need to plan for before you ever even walk into the woods. Hey, and welcome to another episode of the New Hunter's Guide, the podcast helping new hunters get started and helping active hunters learn new things. I'm your host, George Kanidis, and today we're going to talk about mounting a deer. Now, this can also apply to mounting a turkey, a pheasant, various other things. So if it's not necessarily deer that, that you're concerned about, I think there's things here for you too. But we're going to talk about deer first and foremost because they are the most common game animal mounted and one of the more expensive. So the question is, you're going to head into the woods soon. If you're, if you're hunting for archery, it's going to be maybe just a matter of weeks. If you're planning for rifle season, you've got a couple months yet. But now is the time to be thinking about this. Now is the time to get this question squared away in your heart. What do you do? When are you going to mount a deer? Um, a lot of people, they head into the woods, they, they never ponder this idea until they shoot a buck. And then they've, then they've got to make some fast decisions that day, sometimes within hours. What are they going to do? What's the plan? What's it going to cost? they they got to think about a lot of different things. They've got to ponder a bunch of things. So what do you need to think about? Now is the time right now to set some of these things in order. And then when you pull that trigger and you take a trophy animal or you take a semi-trophy animal or you take an animal that is just barely legal to shoot, you need to know what you're going to do. And you need to not be burdened with trying to figure that out in the moment and doing what so many people do, which is make a decision that they regret. So there's a numbers of factors that you want to think about. Number one, first and foremost, is probably cost. What does it cost to mount a deer and how much are you willing to pay and how much do you have available to do that? Now in my area, I've done some digging around and the cheapest that you can get a reasonable deer mount, we're talking about, you know, head and antlers, is around the $500 mark. The average is more like $750, and it goes up to eight, dollars $900, $1,000, and then you want to start doing specialty things and fancy things, it can go up much higher than that. 
So that is a huge consideration. If you go out in the woods next month or two months from now or five months from now and you sit down first day of the season or last day of the season and a buck walks in front of you and you pull the trigger, do you have $500, to to get that deer mounted? Is that something you've thought about, you've planned for? Do you have that set aside somewhere? If not, now's a good time to start putting change away. I would recommend that if you are thinking about getting a deer mounted, that you always have a chunk of cash stuffed away in an envelope or in a spare account that's reserved for that purpose. You've got that money saved. You are ready to, to, to pull the trigger. Maybe you save throughout the year or over the course of a couple years. Who knows? But do you have that money on hand? Because the, the time to find out what it costs is not after you drop it off at the taxidermist to get it done. And a lot of taxidermists now, they require a, a deposit, you know, 30%, 50% up front because so many people, they take their deer they, to get it mounted and then, you know, a couple weeks or months later when it's ready, they, they develop, uh, you know, I, I don't know what a good term for it is, but they get cold feet. They get, I don't have the cash to get this done-itis. And they don't show up, and now taxidermist is stuck with all these deer mounts, and what are they going to do with them? So, you know, it's a situation on that front, but it's because all these hunters, they shot these deer. Do you really think they don't want the antlers? They don't want the deer mount? No, it's because they, they didn't think about it. They didn't plan for it. They didn't save for it. And now they got to come up with the money, and they don't have it, and they're too embarrassed to even call them back. So... They just leave it there and now you've got issues. You don't want to ever be in that kind of a situation. So you need to think about this. Is that the kind of money you want to invest? Are you, are you willing to do that? How, do you have that somewhere? Is that set aside? Is that going to be a burden for you? Are you going to skip a month's rent or mortgage to do that? It's not a good plan. You want to think about the finances now in advance. Six months ago would have been better. Start planning for next year if, if that's the case and get these things squared away. Think about where's it going to come from. So that's one. Now there are cheaper options. I'll talk about that a little bit later, but we're talking about like a full mount, head, neck, the whole nine yards. Number two, you want to think about space. Where are you going to put this deer mount? These things can be big. You've got a head, neck, antlers. They can take up a lot of space. Do you have a place picked out? Do you have a place, even even if it's just in storage until you're able to, to get into a better situation and buy a bigger house, whatever it might be, where are you going to put this thing once you get it? What is your plan? I wouldn't recommend a storage unit where you've got heat and cold and humidity and all kinds of things in there. That's not a great environment for, for something like this. You want to get it into a house or do you have a friend's house or a family member's house who has some some basement space or some attic space and even that's not ideal in a house where the climate and humidity are controlled is really the best place for it that's where it's going to last the longest so you want to think about that in advance plan for that have the necessary conversations think about okay what corner of what room might i carve out in order to make space for this what wall might i put it on Ideally, you think that through before you even come up with the money because if you got nowhere to put it, then what's it matter if you can afford it? So you want to think about the space. Where do you want this mount to go? Number three you want to think about is 
Uh, how big is big enough? How big is big enough? Some people will only shoot trophy deer. I think that's a little bit unreasonable when it comes to new hunters. I think that's ridiculous. In fact, most places in the country, it's ridiculous. Maybe if you live in a fantasy land state where you've got monster bucks walking around and a very, very small number of hunters, that, that could be a reasonable thought. But for most hunters, the vast majority, they are happy to take a legal buck. It doesn't matter. I mean, if, if it needs to be three points, they don't care how big those points are as long as they're taken. I can tell you the number of legal bucks that I've seen hunting in Pennsylvania and over the course of five years, and it is a very, very, very small number during the hunting season, let alone trophy bucks. So these are things you got to ponder. Okay, if I shoot any deer, am I willing to get that mounted? Is that something I want to invest in? Is that something I want to put the, the, the money into? Is that is that something that seems reasonable? If I get a, a real small six point or a deer that has three points on one side and a broken antler on the other, am I going to mount that? Is that something I want to invest in that I want to put the space into? You want to answer that question now. And how big is big enough? You know, a lot of hunters, they think, well, I'm not going to mount a buck unless there's a trophy buck. They're going to shoot the first buck they see because they may only see one the whole season. And they're not thinking about mounting until after who knows how many years or whatever it may be, that trophy buck walks in front of them and they pull the trigger. And now they got to decide, okay, how big is big enough? Is a nice eight point big enough? Is a 10 point big enough? What is your number? There's a lot of hunters that are not interested in mounting a deer at all until the deer of a lifetime walks out in front of them and they take it. And now they feel obligated to do it, and they've got no plan, they've got no money, they've not thought this out, they never really thought that they would get lucky, that they would have that level of, of success, but they got to deal with it. So you want to think in your mind, okay, how big is big enough? How big am I willing to invest that kind of money into to get, to, to get it mounted? How big am I willing to invest that kind of space into to get it mounted? Another factor, number four, that you want to think about is where are you going to take it to get it mounted? You want to identify a place. You want to vet some guys now in advance before the hunting season. You want to have a place in mind. You know, I did a whole episode on getting a deer processor and finding a deer processor. And you want to find that person long before the hunting season starts so that when you shoot a deer and you field dress that deer and you drag that deer to your car, whether it's 100 yards or 10 miles, you want to know, you don't want to have to think about the next step. You just want to be on autopilot. Get them in the truck, get them in the trunk of your car. And yes, you can put a deer in the trunk of your car. I would get a tarp, put that down to spare the inside of your trunk. But I've done it. I've put a deer in the trunk of a compact car on a tarp, plenty of space, worked out fine. That's another story. You want to just be on autopilot. I'm just going to take it right there. I know what to do. If you need to text them or call them in advance, then you call them once you get to the car and you're there. You want to have the same level of preparation when it comes to mounting a deer. Now, you may not mount a deer that year or five years, next five years, but you want to have a place in mind and maybe every few years just make sure they're still doing it. And you want to have at least one or two options. Where am I going to go? What's my plan? If I talk to my deer processor or if you butcher it yourself, what's your plan? 
a lot of places they they've well depending on where you are in the country there's all kind of different policies where i'm at my dear processor they're great guys they'll give you you know they'll take the the they'll they'll, they'll skin around it give you the head and, and the the neck they can freeze it for you if you want or you can pick it up right away and then get that either fresh or frozen to your to the taxidermist some taxidermists will process the whole deer they'll take it they'll they'll butcher it for you they'll do the whole whole nine yards and then they will they'll mount it for you not as many of those around but some places some guys some shops they're they're into the they'll do the full package but you want to have a plan okay i'm going to take it here and then what the next day the next week or if they freeze it then you have more time what's your plan you want that to already be settled figure out what does your taxidermist need how what condition and what timing do they need the that head of that deer and and what shape does it need to be in and then can your deer processor or yourself meet those requirements and what's that picture look like and then how's it all come together you want to know this before you ever walk into the woods this upcoming concert season will be all about the boots and Tecovis is your stop for the best in western style Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer including men's and women's boots apparel hats bags and more all Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecovis store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. You want to you want to vet that taxidermist's work. You want to figure out, okay, they good. What's their price? Is this am I comfortable with that? Is their work good? Is there what's the quality of what they do? There's some really cheap garbage stuff out there. Really cheap garbage stuff. Now, some people they don't really care. They just want those antlers on the wall in, the, in a in a in a dark basement. They don't need it to be pristine. They're willing to pay 400 bucks for something other people would consider garbage because it puts it on the wall and it'll never be bright enough for anyone to see the imperfections. And that's perfectly fine. Other people, that's going to be a trophy in their living room and they're going to put a spotlight on it in its own display. And if there is one thing that is out of whack, you're going to see it, notice it for the next 30 years. And they want it to be perfect. And then there's everything in between. So... You again, 
figure out, okay, does this guy do it the way I'm willing to have it done? Do they meet your specs and, and your requirements for quality of work? What's the price? What's the plan to get it there? So you've got all of these factors that you need to think about. You've got, um, you know, what's the kind of cost? Where am I going to put it? What's my plan in terms of what deer is big enough? And then who's the guy I'm going to take it to? And what's my strategy to get it there? So you want to think about these things now. And here's the thing. When you shoot a deer, people often, they are overcome with emotion. They are excited. They're thrilled. There's adrenaline. Each one of those things has a tendency to... to to push the wallet right out of your pocket and start spending money you didn't plan to. So if you don't have a plan, you are very likely going to spend money you didn't want to spend, you didn't mean to spend, or you wish you hadn't spent. You know, you will you'll Google the first taxidermist you find at whatever price he gives you, and you won't have any idea what his work is, and you come to find out a year later, wish you wouldn't even have done that. That deer wasn't big enough to mount. You got to have a plan. You got to have a standard. Now, the same thing applies with mounting a turkey. The same thing applies with mounting a pheasant. Same thing applies for mounting a, a big fish. You want to have all these thoughts, all these, these ideas worked out in advance so you know what you're going to do. Now, most people, they take a deer, they either don't want to spend the money or they don't have the, the place to put it, or they don't want to have to deal with finding somebody to do it, or whatever the reason is, but they still want to do something. So what I recommend, especially for new hunters, is that what you do is you get the antlers and the skull plate back from the, the butcher, and then you just mount that on a, a wooden plaque with a nice cloth felt or, or leather covering and cap over it. You can head to the website, newhuntersguide.com. Check out the show notes for this episode. I'll put a picture there of one that I just did literally two weeks ago. I've had these antlers sitting in my garage for almost a year. And I decided, you know what? I need to get this thing mounted before the next season. So I got a kit with a wooden plaque and the, the leather and, and all the, the screws and accoutrements and everything you need to do. I think it was 30 bucks. So for 30 bucks... I've got the set of antlers mounted on my wall. I think it looks great. It does exactly what I want it to do. Now, for me, the antlers weren't big enough. The, the, the deer wasn't a big enough trophy to be worth spending the money or trying to come up with the space to mount it. So I've got my thought and my process there already sort of figured out. But I knew, you know, the day I shot it, I'm not spending that money on this. But I had a plan. This is what I'm going to do. I've got... You know, took me, took me, I, I took it to the butcher. They gave me back the antlers with the skull plate attached, exactly the, the, the shape and condition I needed it in. I just cleaned it up, boiled it, got it all looking spotless, and then let it sit for a while just to, just to, to finalize. You know, deer, uh, deer skull and antlers need, oh, oh. I should have looked it up. I think it's like 90 days to six months in order to fully dry and, and, and harden and, and reach their final, you know, final position because they'll still adjust and flex as the skull dries out. So I let it sit for a while and then I ordered my mounting plate and kit, 
put it together in an evening. It actually probably could have taken 15 minutes if I knew what I was doing and I had the right tools to do it, but neither of which were the case. So it took me a whole evening to get that thing squared away, but then it was done and it cost 30 bucks. Might even have been cheaper than that. Might have been 25, I think. And there's all kind of different ones you can get, but I'll put a picture of the one I used on the web or in the show notes on the website. Now, same thing goes with a turkey. You know, do you want to get a whole turkey mounted? That can be pricey. That can cost more than a deer mount. Now, if you got the whole deer mounted, the deer might cost more. But that turkey mount can be real expensive. So what do you want to do? You know, I recommend for new hunters, unless you've got a whole bunch of money and a lot of space to put it, you want to cut the tail fan off. You want to dry that out. And then you want to mount the tail fan, which I did I did literally last week, I think. For the last, um, I've had this tail fan in my garage for the, over a year. Over a year. This turkey season came and went and I had not mounted the tail fan from the last turkey season. I was like, I got to get this taken care of. So I got the deer antlers mounted. I got the turkey tail fan mounted. I'll put a picture of both of those in the show notes for the episode on the website. But... You know, it's it cost me, you know, again, that mounting kit was 30 bucks. Yeah, it spent a, a few dollars, no, not even if you spent a dollar's worth of salt and borax drying out the fan and the base of the fan and pinning it to a piece of cardboard for a few weeks. And then that was it. It was done. You had the beard and just mounted that to it. So there are inexpensive ways that you can do this. And I think, you know, a wall of turkey... Uh, ma- uh, fan mounts or a wall of deer antlers mounted to a plaque looks great. In fact, I as I was putting it up, I was sitting there thinking, okay, where's the next one going to go? How, what's my plan here for this wall for the next couple seasons? You know, just, just by faith, believing we're going to get another one this year. And, you know, just coming up with a plan for that. Now, if I had gotten full mounts, there's nowhere, there's nowhere in my house I could I could put a wall of you know, head and neck mounts of, of deer or whole turkey mounts. There's just nowhere to put it. And I was thinking, you know, down the road, is that something that I'd want? Should I get it mounted? And I, you know, my decision on that was no, unless it is a serious trophy level deer, you know, just top of the line. I'm not going to do it. Not right now, not where I'm at, but I am looking forward to having a row of these antler mounts that I just started doing. I think that's going to look great. Now, the other thing you can do is nothing. You just cut the antlers off. You can use them as rattling antlers to help you hunt next season. You can just take the antlers, cut them off. You could tie a rope around them or a string or a chain, and you could hang the antlers on a rope just on a, uh, a picture frame hook on the wall. Not spend a dollar. I mean, you could hang them on an old boot lace just on a picture frame hook. That looks cool. There's things you can do with them, you know, artistically speaking. You can make stuff out of them. You know, little decorations and, you know, craft store type stuff. Things that I know nothing about, but I see people do all the time that looks great. There's all sorts of things you can do to get that trophy on the wall, per se, that costs little to nothing. So if you're a new hunter and you're thinking, oh man, I don't know if I want to invest this kind of money on getting antlers mounted and go through all this, you absolutely don't have to. 
there is no law, there's no rule, there's nothing you get assigned when you get your hunting license that say you're going to mount all these giant deer heads on the side of your wall and spend all this money. In fact, I recommend you don't do it unless you're sure you want to. People's down the road say, oh man, I regret not getting that deer mounted 30 years ago or whatever it was. You know, you still can. If you have the antlers, you can you could take another deer and you can get those antlers mounted on that head. It's totally doable. There's a lot of bucks that are shot every year that aren't mounted. In fact, uh, I was hearing some taxidermists talk about this subject. They said, oh, most taxidermists, they could easily get a, a deer head and cape. If, you want, if you've got a set of antlers you want to get mounted, they can oftentimes come up with the other pieces. You know, they've got connections with a butcher or people bring stuff in or they've got stuff that people just abandoned. Like, all right, we'll put your antlers on that head. And, you know, things like that are possible. Even if down the road you decide, yeah, maybe I should have got it mounted. You know, you can still do something that looks relatively similar. But most of the time, it's the opposite. Most of the time, people say, oh, I wish I wouldn't have spent all that money and took up all that wall space. I hear very few people say they wish they would have spent the money and taken up the wall space versus, you know, I was just, you know, was in the moment and just felt like I had to do it. You don't have to do it. You do not. In fact, I recommend you don't unless you're sure you want to do it before you walk into the woods. And that's the key. Make your decision before you walk into the woods so you've got peace while you're hunting. You've got peace after the kill. You're able to, to just do what you plan to do. You've got everything in place in your mind and in your heart, and you don't have to think about it. If you say, you know what, I'm not mounting it for anything. I don't care what happens. I'm just going to cut the antlers off and put them in my garage for the future and maybe think of something later. Great. Just make that decision now. Make it before you go into the woods. doesn't matter what you're hunting. If you're thinking about mounting something, you should already have that thought out in advance. Just like I did a whole episode on how to field dress a deer. You don't want to start thinking about that your first time after you shoot the deer. You want to already know what to do. You want to watch the videos. You want to walk through the steps. You want to already be at the place where you have confidence to do it yourself. You don't want to just be sitting there with a deer on the ground and a, a knife in your pocket and say, okay, what do we do here? And then make a mess or get on YouTube and trying to figure it out while the sun's going down. No, you want to have that done. You want to already know what to do. And like I said, I've done episodes on all of these topics in the past. You can go back and find them on the website, newhuntersguide.com or Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts. It's all there. You can go back and look at these things. So you want to be ready. And when you're ready, you have peace. And when you have peace, you can enjoy the hunt, you can enjoy the victory, you can enjoy the beginning, the middle, the end, you can enjoy the before, you can enjoy the after, because you've got peace, you know what to do, you're settled in your heart, if you need money set aside, you've got that figured out, if you need contacts, you've already made them. If you've decided you don't want to do anything, then you have come to terms with that in your heart and you know already before you walk into the woods what you're going to do or not do and you're settled. You don't have this, oh no, I just shot a deer, what am I going to do now? I've got to figure it out on the drive to wherever I'm taking it. Don't want to do that. 
you want to have it all squared away because the best way to enjoy a hunt is to have peace. To, to have nothing weighing on you or nagging on you, to, to not have you know decisions that are, are looming that you don't know what to do. So I hope this episode was helpful for you guys. Again, head to the website, newhuntersguide.com. Check out the show notes and those couple photos that I've got posted there for you. As well, send me an email. Shoot me a message on Facebook. Would love to hear from you. If this podcast is helping you, would love to hear about things that you're doing would love to hear questions that you'd like to hear answered on a future episode i just recently had a guy send me a couple messages on facebook you know in less than a hundred words he asked me a few questions that turned into four episode topics i was like oh this is perfect i never thought to do episodes on this it was brilliant material so those are in the queue they'll be released soon but you know love to hear from you guys questions you'd like to hear answered or you know a lot of times You know the answer to a question or you know part of the answer, but you want to hear someone else weigh in on it and focus in on that question and see if they can bring more information to light for you. So would love to do that. Hit me up. Send me an email. Love to hear from you guys. Till next time, God bless you and go get them in the woods. Thursdays with Saltwater Experience, brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts, every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. Join Captain Justin Leake and Meredith McCord for the best fishing action along Panama City Beach. Tune in to Chasing the Sun every Sunday at 9.30 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.